This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening Podcast. Here we are on episode number 69 titled The Beginning of the End. Now before we get into this week's episodes, first I just want to start off with the podcast review that we very kindly had, which has been a five-star one from Andy Beaumont saying an insightful, informative and all-round five-star podcast for beginners to professionals. Keep up the good work, you've helped me and lots of others with the hints and tips provided. Andy from Beaumont Garden Maintenance. So Andy, thank you very much for leaving that very kind five-star review. I say it nearly week in and week out. It is uh, the best thing you can kind of do for me just to try and elevate this podcast and get it to as many listeners as, as you can. That obviously as well as the resharing on social media that everyone does on Instagram so well. So thank you very much. I cannot literally thank you as much because... One thing that was very relevant or very noticeable to me this year at Soltex, which I'll speak a little bit more about in, in this little opening setup here, was the people that kind of came up to us to say hi, and there's there's too many to kind of mention off the top of my head here, but the Monteers that kind of came up and, and grabbed us and said, oh, like I've been listening to your podcast, you know, it's really helped. And, you know, seeing that, in writing is one thing and then seeing people actually physically come up to you and seeing these faces of lads going, you know, you have definitely helped me in this way or it's provided me with a bit of a, a bit of support or a bit of, you know, company through my day-to-day gardening life. It has been brilliant. So thank you. That really overwhelmed me to a, to a degree and just it, it made me know that what we're doing here and what we're kind of creating these sort of late nights of doing podcasts or very early mornings or, you know, not doing something in my social life so I can, and, and choosing to do these podcasts, it, it's worth it because it's going there, it's helping people. And if if it is, then that's that's all I can really ask for. And so the fact that you're listening to this right now is is amazing. So thank you. But what you also found is, There'd be times when I would be speaking to someone and, you know, they wouldn't even be able to see my face. They'd be walking behind me or something and, and lads would drop in and go, oh, I recognise that voice. And, you know, that's pretty cool as well because even without seeing us, there's probably more people out there that have heard us than what they have seen us. So just going off the voice, you know, you're able to interact and, you know, we're able to spark that conversation. But what was also a, ma- a fantastic thing while I was down at Soltex there was the amount of people that seemed very keen on getting on these interviews so, you know, I think I must have said uh, six or seven guys down there that, yeah, look, we'll definitely get it organized. I've been saying that I want to get a list put together and, and start getting people booked in because anyone that kind of comes on the podcast knows that it's often an email or a message that is literally a day before and saying, look, are you free to jump on this podcast? And so if I can kind of plan it in, hopefully we'll have a, a bit of a smoother run and it'll be a bit easier for you that want to jump on be able to schedule it into your schedule a whole lot easier. So yeah, thank you for that. Just touching on Soltex then. So this week, so it's now Saturday the 5th of November. Again, the morning of, I am doing this podcast for you. But this week earlier on, 
over the Wednesday and the Thursday, we had Soltex, which is, as per the last episode for everyone that's tuned into that, if you haven't, then please go listen to it. We kind of describe me and Dave Warner, the long guy, we go through what Soltex is, his experiences with it, and basically what the whole couple of days is about and what you can kind of take from it. But me going down there for my first time, it was brilliant. I mean, the biggest thing I actually seen about Soltex is the networking, and I'm pretty sure Dave said this anyway, is the fact that you're able to meet with other people, have these conversations, and look, a lot of it is shop talk, you know, you talk in shop, you're talking about ideas, oh, well, I did this last week, or it went down the pan for me a couple of months ago when this happened, and like, you know, lads are being able to interact with it. So one idea what I'm going to shoot out there early, that on one of the future years where I go down, I don't know if it'll be next year or the year after, but I'm going to try and get a press office and set up a podcasting studio down at Soltex. If this is something that you think would work or you would you think you'd maybe benefit from while being at Soltex, if you could jump in and do a face-to-face sort of podcast with me while we're down there, you know, speaking together in the same room, or even if, I don't know how it would work, if people could listen to it live outside of the booth or you could sit in on it, I'm not too sure, but these sort of open forum talks and discussions, very it'll be topic-based while we're down there. If this sounds something that would be interesting at Soltex, then please let me know. Like, literally send me a physical DM or email or something like that because, you know, we've got quite a lot of listeners that tune into this podcast. And if I get, I don't know, enough of you guys going, that would be a great idea or I would love to see it, love to hear it, then I think it may help me build a case for when, like I say, in one of the future years when I approach Soltex, if I say, look, I, I would like to do this, it's already got a bit back in. He has a hundred names that thinks it would be very useful or it might draw this much more attention. So it's something I would really like to do because I do want that physical element where we're we're face to face in person. And also a big one for me would be a group chat, having like a panel. So if we go down to one of these things, we do like a talk through panel, whether it would be live or whether it would be in one of the little press rooms or whatever it would be, but it would be maybe four, five, six of us, however many it would be realistic to do so. And we can have them conversations and people can tune in for an hour and hear all this first time, ask live questions to the panel. And just that, you kind of get what I'm I'm getting at, what I've, the vision I've got in my head. And I'm not scared about saying it out loud or anything like that in case it doesn't happen. But like I say, I would rather put it out to you because if we can get that going and we can get that interest, even if it's just, I think it'll be a great idea, thumbs up. Then please, like I say, share it. Um, let me know by a DM or email and share it to others. You know, if you've got a little click or a little group within your community that you talk to, put it on your group chats, talk to them, ask them if you think it would be a good idea because we could get a range of experience from literally, it could be myself, we could be a few commercial professionals, people, another couple that just do domestic loans and then we could have a, a machinery company there as well as maybe a product company and it could be this all-round thing where if we throw out an idea and we go well we think this is missing in the industry you know the product guy might turn up and go well actually I think we can create that I didn't realize that that was a need within the industry or we go you know the machinery is good but I keep on hitting this problem and the machinery guy goes 
well, you know what, that isn't impossible either. We're actually working on that or it's something we could look into. So I think it would set a really great basis on one, the podcast, getting some visual to the community that listens in, but to an all-rounder that there's so many people that if we put things to manufacturers of whether it's seed, uh, normal products for lawn care, whether it is machinery manufacturers, whatever it might be, it is going to have a knock-on effect to those that don't even know that we exist here. You know, those that just walk into Ego, Husqvarna, Toro dealerships, whatever it might be, and, you know, go pick up an item and go, oh, this is perfect, this will suit me fine. You know, it, it could really help those across the board. So that's the vision I've got for it, and I would, I would really love to do it. So, yeah, let me know. Um, but, yeah, Soltex as a, as a whole was fantastic. To step into one side from my ideas there and just pe- people coming up and having them conversations. It was a pretty good setup. From what I've heard, this year was a lot busier than last year, but it's got nothing on three years prior, you know, pre-COVID. So what I'm wondering is if, is it on the downscale where people are coming back and going, nah, I don't fancy it, or are people coming back and they're going, ah, it's starting again, and you know, next year I might get busier, then the year after I might get busier again. I just don't know. But some of the stands had, had shrunken down apparently. They still stand. They lost their stand last year, I believe, after not appearing, so they had a smaller stand off to one side. You had Ego, that was pretty ginormous stand, big LED sort of screen with their advertisements coming up, and they had a lot of new products that they're showcasing for the release in early 2023 was you know if anyone that knows me i'm a big fan of ego these days and you know really into their products so that's exciting as well as a release of some professional gear at some other point and then you had toro what was the biggest stand of them all so they had more or less every machine there you know it was really fantastic to go in and speak to the toro team you know and seeing their products up close and personal it's not a, a brand i've really dealt with in person, as in trying to purchase. I would have liked, though, to personally see someone like Ferris there. You know, you kind of had, that, you had grasshopper mowers, what you see over in America a lot. I think it's like the Grace Sisters or something like that. They use them, the very light brown and dark brown, very 1960s sort of looking colours, but on a very modern mower. And they're going to be great as well. So it was great to see people like that there, but I just wonder why people as big as sort of Ferris wasn't there. Although what we need to remember after speaking to some people and having conversations is that the stands are extortionate. You know, from our level, they are expensive. I think it would take, you'd have to have big budgets to be able to put in a stand and you've got to deem it worth it. Because, I mean, you're looking at, I'm sure the stands start from around about 12 grand, basically, or not much below that. You know, and they can run all the way up to 30, 40, almost 1,000 pounds. So for them to go there and not make a single sale, for example, I think it would be, you know, it's a big risk for these companies. But I would like to see them continuing because it's times like this that it brings us together. It brings us from, you know, what whatever we're doing, wherever it might be, you know, into one place where we can meet people, network between ourselves, and then go straight to the manufacturer and go, so what's my questions on this? You know, there's also, I forgot the brand now, but they had the, you know, the flame through our burners, uh, weed burners, I forgot the names. It was something like two and a half grand for this weed burner. And first question I was asked, I I, I asked, and I can't, it was 
kind of rhetorical because I knew the answer. I said, does it kill the root? And he went, no. And I went, right, so do you need to put down a non-selective first? And he was like, no, just, you know, you're trying to stay away from that and being like, you just keep burning it until the plant doesn't come back. And so there was, <laughs> there's companies like that or even products like that that, you know, we've all maybe seen either online or you've seen advertised somewhere and you go, oh, I wonder if that works. And, you know, the cheaper ones might be 70 or £100. And you go, oh, I wonder if that works. And then you speak to them. And me personally, I never got a good feel from that brand thinking, oh, that's a game changer. Like, to me, that just looks like you need to use it all the time. I mean, one thing he spoke about is you hit all the weeds young and, you know, it, it could kill them at that point. And my response was, well, that's all right if you you turn up to somewhere it's been freshly built or renovated or whatever else, lawn, like curbing, freshly installed and everything's been dug up and it is a, literally a new plant. But when you take over a commercial contract, let's just say it's, you know, 10,000 square metres or whatnot, and you go in there, you're not the first contractor to be in there nine times out of ten. You're coming into an establishment that's been around for five, 15, 50 years, you know, so they're going to have these mature weeds. So that was my one iffy point about that. But what it allowed me to do was to approach them and have this conversation. It wasn't, it wasn't an argument of any kind, but it was me grilling for some answers to hear, you know, what the response was. So I knew what move to make if when I see this equipment in the future. So things like that were absolutely brilliant, being able to approach and get to meet people. So even some of the marketing teams for some of the other brands, nothing in depth. I've never done any sort of sponsorship hunting for the podcast or anything. At the moment, I'm very content where we are. Uh, I'm very happy with how everything's moving forward. So my aim on this trip wasn't to try and network to the point where I was reeling in sponsorships or trying to reel in people to support the podcast. I took this opportunity and I said it from the start. I went down there to Soltex to to enjoy it. I never went there for business. I went there to literally go as a spectator and just enjoy the stands, enjoy the conversations. And overall, I, th- I think it went really well. And from what I've heard, it you know went well everywhere else as well. You know, everyone seemed to really enjoy it. So moving on to the podcast here, which is... The beginning of the end so what we're talking about here is the end of the grass cutting season and some things that you can maybe do with this you know do not just go right first week of november is my last cut now i'm cutting ties that's grass in the past let's not think anything more about it because it's very easy i think as we move through the seasons going right it's renovation time right now let's just focus on cutting as many lawns as physically possible right throw in some feeds Right now that's done. Oh, it's hedging season. Let's just book in all the hedge uh, hedge cuts, reductions that we physically can. Right now that's passed slightly. Right now let's look at pruning trees and doing roses and, you know, into more winter work. Let's do border maintenance. I think at the end of all this sort of stuff that we're doing, we can look back and go, right, now it's the end of that. What details, what data do I have in front of us that I can try and improve for for next season you know you need to be a year ahead okay so not just that's done chuck the wrapper in the bin it's that's done now what did i did i enjoy this side of it did i not is there anything i need to you know cross the t's dot the i's 
and for me, that's what I've been working on this morning. Hence why this podcast is coming out slightly later. So what I've done, is, as I've mentioned in the past, is I keep a spreadsheet. Although I use QuickBooks for everything, like for my clients, invoicing, uh, for putting all the receipts to my accountant, tracking mileage, all that sort of stuff is done online through QuickBooks. It's straightforward, easy, and I don't have to worry about that admin. But what I still like to do is I like to keep a very basic Excel spreadsheet. And I've spoke about it in the past for treatments and things like that. But I also have the slide for clients. So I keep track of current clients. If I've lost any, then I'll just like move them to the bottom. Or you know, if, if I know I'll never be taking them on again, I'll just delete them off the system. But I keep the track of clients there. And what it allows me to do with the different boxes that I have is I can tell the visits that they're on, how regular my visits are, contact information. Now I must tell you, I've only looked at this spreadsheet literally about five times a season, so I don't go onto it much, but it's times like this it comes in really handy. So I use Google Calendar. No, I don't. Google Calendar is one of the ones you can use, sorry. I use Awesome Cal, and that's how I slot in all my work slots. So anyone that's got any sort of scheduling system, you might have Google Cal, you might have Awesome Cal, Apple Calendar, you might literally write it down in your diaries, you might have it on your iPad, you might use Jobber, whatever it might be. Now, for me, just using a normal calendar, what I like to do is I like to basically delete them off that calendar so I can then see how open the schedule now is. So I have them on a repeat, so the, the appointments pop up every two weeks. And then when it comes to the end of the season, I like to delete them off. Other things you could do, for example, mine are all green that are sort of any sort of garden related. You could turn that to red, for example, and then you know that that counts for nothing. The problem with this on the calendars I've used is that as soon as you put one too many names on that calendar, they're, they're then hidden. The boxes don't get bigger so you can see all the names at, at one glance. They then go hidden and you've got to click on that there to be able to see everyone and then click on the names again to be able to see what details you've put in. For me, I know it's not hard to do. Look, you know, new world problems here. I mean, we're talking an extra click of an iPhone screen. But for me, I just don't like it. I don't like the faffing about. So what I do is when I delete them off, at the same time of deleting them off, I refer back to this calendar spreadsheet that I've got on Excel. Now, I use a free version Excel, which is... Let me see if I can find it. Google Sheets. So Google's brilliant because they offer all this sort of stuff for free. Instead of paying for Microsoft, I just use Google. Anyway, so when I'm deleting these off and I look back over, I've then imported a column saying last cuts. So I can put in red, last cut, and I can put the date if I want to. And then as I'm working through that list, I'll then email the client and I'll say the last visit that, so I've done all this this morning. I've emailed all my clients that I've done the last cuts for saying the last... Actually, you know what? I'll get it up now just for interest of the exact wording that I used. And it's nothing fancy, but it may just help you with an idea. So good morning, X, whoever's the name is. The last visit on your lawn was its last scheduled cut for the season. I just want to thank you for taking my services on this season. If at any point between now and March you decide it needs another cut, please let me know and I can rebook you in for one-off cuts. I hope you have a great end to 2022 and again, your custom is massively appreciated. Sam.
J-Rock, Long Care and Gardening. So I send that email or message, however that I get in contact with, that, contact with that client, to all of them. And then what I also followed up with afterwards is if you've got a minute, can you please review me on Google? So in some cases, I've waited for a response. So in this one, they've said, thank you so much, Sam. I am honestly so chuffed to have got such a lovely gardener. Your work, professionalism and friendly year has been appreciated this year. Thank you for sticking with us. Enjoy your quieter months, although knowing you, you'll be just as busy. Thanks again. So that was her response to me. So I, you know your clients. I know that you know she she likes my services. She's you know very grateful that I took her on when I was pretty much at capacity. And so I've got that response. I know that she said something really nice. So I've now sent that through, and she's end up replying basically to my review link saying, "Not a problem. I'll be more than happy to." So what I'm learning from this is there's all my clients. I put a Google review link in with every single invoice. But what do clients do when they receive an invoice? Okay, they get it, they can see that it's headlined invoice, they can see the PDF straight away, or they look at the amount they need to pay, the account it needs to go to, and they'll pay it, hopefully, right? But <laughs> what they don't often do is read the schlogging that's before it, you know, the three, four paragraphs saying, hi, here's your invoice for invoice number, blah, 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 you know, whatever the information that you might have on that text. Please, if you have a moment, can you review us? Here is the link below. You know, they skip past that. So some of these clients I've had for five, ten months, uh, you know, they've went completely past that and not sent me a review, which is fine. You can't force people to. But what you can do is when it's towards the end of uh, a service that you've done for them or the end of seasons, you can just give them that, you know, here's me saying thank you for you taking me on. You know, they're saying how great of a job you've done and you're kind of just going, on that note, can you please leave me a review? And it's important. There's many people that don't really care about this sort of thing or focus on it. And you might think, I'm full already, I don't need it. But how many people have you heard of that have had really good years and, you know, they're doing pretty well and then they've put a message on one of these Facebook groups going, I'm really stuck. I'm stuck for work now. Or I've just lost this big contract. I don't know what to do. Or I've lost four clients in the past week, you know, I think because of the recession hitting, you know, how's people going by marketing? Any of these examples are like key daggers in the heart, right? Where you're just not expecting it. You think you've done everything. You're on the rainbow bridge there, laughing away, enjoying yourself, getting custom, getting work, you know, no worries at all, right? Well, not now, because when things start to happen like this, what you got to fall back on to. If you then need to try and grovel for work again, mark it out, literally get in touch with people firsthand, and the minute you leave, they jump on Google. And if you're not on Google, then you need to. You know, even if you're completely full, get yourself on Google. I cannot stress it enough. It is the best platform to showcase your business, showcase your professionalism, and to show your authentication of who you are within as that service provider, right? Because you can have pictures on there, reviews on there. And I've spoke about it in one of the other podcasts that that is what people base you on before they even meet you. They're going to base it on your photos. They're going to base it on your website. They're going to base it on how professional that looks as an overall, as well as what people saying about you. And these are real people saying real things. Now, in the first year that I started, I got something like 
20 reviews pretty quickly because I hounded everyone and that continued to give me so much work but since then a lot of them same clients have stayed so it's just been one-off jobs or you know and even the one-off jobs I'm getting yelly now what packs to schedule for the following year so I haven't had much of a chance to do it so I'm sitting at around about 30 something 35 34 uh, five star reviews at the moment I've got one four star review no idea why but anyway um, so I've, I've sat with them and in the past week and a half alone I've had three people get in touch with us and say um, I've seen your reviews you know I know that you're local to me you seem very professional you know have you got any space at all to fit me in for X type job and all these ones have been hedge trimming or reducing at the moment that's coming through but that because of them reviews they're going for it and actually one of them I said unfortunately I'm probably looking towards February now for my next for my next space because between me and news I'm looking to have a slightly more quieter winter so I'm not looking to you know I'm after the first week of December I'm going to more or less down tools until mid January I think forward slash I hope although I do get itchy feet but with this it's pushing people into next year for the odd slot that I do have with that her response was well going off the reviews you know we're more than happy to wait you know as long as we get someone good in we don't mind waiting until early next year so which I said happy days I'll come by for a consultation and I can book you in so these sort of things like the reviews can really 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 help okay and I'm just trying to put it's like a review podcast this isn't it just <laughs> it can only help you but the main aim from it is the fact that I'm trying to get you to take that pause and go and right have I already asked all my clients that I use for these reviews and even then you could jump into the archives look at anyone that you service this year alone all you need is a spare couple hours in the morning and email them hi Joyce it's it's me Sam I serviced your property several months ago you said you are really happy with it I was just wondering if you'd be able to leave a review for me on Google you know and do it that way so it's just not too late but these are the things to look for look through and look forward to going in next year so that when you you might be finished with the grass cutting season now but all these reviews saying you striped up my lawn lovely or the fertilizer treatment that J-Rock has me on I've never seen my lawn so green like all these sort of things that you can maybe gather in is going to help you into next April May when people are going oh the grass really needs a cut now and they'll come to you because you're professional you look professional and your whole business within itself is professional okay and these sort of things just solidify exactly that but anyway it's mainly that sort of aim that I'm trying to get you to look down but don't forget now that we're coming to the end of that one we do have what's coming next what is your more hedges and your autumn work whatever you're looking whatever you tend to do within this time you might be trying to squeeze an extra more pressure washing jobs out trying to get them driveways clear before the sort of wet dull days come in where they're taking a long time to sort of dry up and you can have to leave it very you know weeks before you can get kiln dry sand on all this sort of stuff you know you might be trying to get them pushed in do the exact same with these even if they're the one-off services get a review from them but also start pushing it out so now is the time to remember always stay a few months ahead of yourself with the marketing right if you're one if you're needing a job by next week smashing loads of marketing now 
is a very last minute.com way to do it. You want to be starting to push that out, you know, two to three months prior to let it all get in the system, get the algorithm working, getting people seeing these ads. Because remember, the first time they see it, they might not just jump on and go, oh, hedge cut, yep, and then email you. They might go, hedge cut, oh, ours kind of needs done. Oh, yeah, what we're having for dinner? You know, and they forget. And then it's the second, third, fourth time they see this type of advert or they see your name, your company, where it jogs their memory and they go, right, now I need to I need to actually act on that and get it booked in. As we always kind of say through it within the marketing world, it can take 7 to 21 times people seeing something before they act on it. Now, that sounds like a hell of a lot, but think about it. If you're already driving around town, okay, and you've got your van sign written, that could be several times in a week they see you okay you have an advert on facebook that pops up a couple of times that could be another one two three times that they see you and then them actually looking into your website when they want to do a deep dive into your business that's another time they're going to see you so it all adds up very quickly but it might not just be the one-off time that sells them it might be everything on the lead up to that makes it happen But anyway, that is me on this podcast here, just brushing around that 30-minute mark, keeping it short and sweet for you, since it has been a hectic week, about £500 it cost me to go down to Soltex there, plus whatever we spent on the side through meals and drinks and everything else, So, and a lot of travelling for me as well, Birmingham to Inverness, and you know, we spent longer getting from the NEC to the hotel than what it did for me to fly from Birmingham up to Inverness, what is the best part of five six hundred miles you know absolutely crazy Birmingham traffic I will not be heading down there anytime soon for anything but that type of event I think but anyway thank you very much for tuning in on this week's podcast thank you very much for coming up to us at Soltex and having them conversations it is massively appreciated like I said and it was great to meet so many of you just in general so take care have a great weekend you've all deserved it And I wish you the absolute best going through autumn and winter. And if you do fancy jumping on the podcast and you never got a chance to see me down there at Soltex or if you just haven't spoke about it yet, send me a DM because I am getting all these written down for winter. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists and loan care professionals. Their range of fertilizers and biostimulants will keep your loan looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own loan, and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan, and if you're not happy with the results, you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan.